What is up, everybody? And welcome back to DW Sports. I am your host, Will Feller. And it is a beautiful, beautiful day. Why is it a beautiful day? Because today is NFL Draft Day. And when I tell you I've wanted football for so long, I have wanted football for so long. And I don't care what that is. The USFL does not count. That's not real football. No offense to the USFL, but that does not count. I'm talking about college or NFL football, and we get both of them combined today. The best college players are going to the next level up and joining the National Football League or the biggest pro sports league in the United States of America in the NFL. The NFL's king, man, brings in a lot of revenue every year. A lot of people bet on NFL. Everybody has their favorite team. Everybody's had their favorite moment and their least favorite moment from their team. As you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, my Colts flag to the to me, it's my back left. I've had my favorite and least favorite moment from the Colts. Trust me. Um, them going to the AFC Championship where the Patriots deflategated them. That is a combination of my favorite and my least favorite moment because we went to the AFC Championship. My least favorite moment probably honestly losing to the Jags and the Raiders, or you could say that play against New England on fourth down where we shifted our whole line to one side. And so I don't, I don't even know what that play was, but you guys, I'm sure know what I'm talking about, especially Colts fans. The Colts do not have a pick tonight. I decided to show them just because it's kind of the football vibe instead of my Indiana flag behind me. That's not in the picture on YouTube. It's kind of a football vibe today, man. NBA playoffs are on today, but I don't think anybody's really interested in that today. I decided to switch up the gear because I've talked about NBA for the last few episodes as well. And that's why I'm coming at you with the day of the draft. The draft is in a few minutes at 8 o'clock. It's currently 7, 17 p.m. I know we usually upload at 7.30. I'm sorry, 7, but we are uploading at 7.45, somewhere around there. So you can be listening to the show while watching the draft hearing my picks and to do so you can also keep up with our social medias our instagram and twitter our dw sports with two s's on the end our tiktok is at dw underscore sports as well as our snapchat and our email is dw sports show at gmail.com if you have any comments questions or concerns fun fact guys my dad is in vegas right now man he's there for the draft now I'm not saying that I'm mad I'm not there. I'm not 21, you know what I'm saying? I can't gamble. I can't do any of that stuff yet. But my dad's there for the draft in Vegas with one of his buddies. I'm sure they're having a blast on there. They will get to see the Colts pick tomorrow. We do not pick tonight. But my first question and first topic of the day is who is going to go number one? Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson. Some people say Stingley is up there. Kayvon Thibodeau is up there. Really, it's between two guys, Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson. Walker is the heavy favorite at minus 450, and Hutchinson follows at plus 500. But I got one question. Why is Trayvon Walker going to be the number one draft pick in this draft? Now, I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh, he's going to be a bust, because I don't know. I know that he has a lot of upside. He has a lot of potential, but – we're talking about a, an edge rusher that had six sacks his junior year, and he wasn't playing hurt because his sophomore year and his freshman year progressively got worse. So 
He was better his sophomore year than he was a freshman. He was better his junior year than he was a sophomore. But I don't think it's anywhere near a number one pick. Somebody straighten me out. No disrespect to Trayvon Walker whatsoever. I'm glad that he's going to get his bag. I know he's worked hard for this. Playing for the national champion Georgia Bulldogs is unbelievable to get to. It's an unbelievable task to get to. And they won the Natty. So congrats to Trayvon Walker. But come on, man. Number one? Number one? I don't think so. I believe Aiden Hutchinson should be number one. He's a great pass rusher out of Michigan. Saw both Walker and Hayden Hutchinson in the playoffs. And I honestly just think Hutchinson's probably a better prospect. As of right now, if we're talking about five to ten years, then we can talk about Walker being better. As of right now, I believe Aiden Hutchinson is the better prospect. I feel like he will be better in probably three or four years. Walker may slightly pass him in five or so years. But if we're talking about a team that's rebuilding, you're not going to wait five years to finally figure the team out. Okay, we're going to wait until our number one pick develops in five years, and then we'll hit the ground rolling. Nobody says that, right? They're trying to build the best possible team they can build in the least amount of time to win a Super Bowl. The Jags aren't anywhere near a Super Bowl, nor are the Lions. Selecting an edge rusher is probably the next level down from selecting a quarterback from the number one or even a top three pick. Usually quarterbacks are the most popular at number one. And then at number two, there's an edge rusher, right? Edge rusher is not the second hardest position. I believe that is a cornerback. I think it goes quarterback and then cornerback are the two hardest positions in football. But who do I think is going to go number one? I do think it will be Trayvon Walker. Again, I don't really know why. The dude had six sacks, and Hutchinson, when I watched his games versus Trayvon Walker, I really just thought that he was a better prospect. Trayvon Walker, his draft stock really went up because he had a good pro day. Hutchinson had been talked about as a top-10 draft pick all season, and he showed why he was a top-10 draft pick all season, especially against games like Ohio State. This dude was asked on part of my take, I believe, with Big Cat, if you'd rather live in Florida and Michigan. And he gave a really, really great response. I'm going to play that clip for you right now. Which state would you rather live in, Florida or Michigan? Right. So with Florida, you got the no income tax. You got, um, I mean, it's blistering hot in uh, during fall camp. But then Michigan, you kind of got the reverse. You got income tax, but that camp will be smooth. Um, hmm. and there's a lot of benefits to both. That's so, tough. Uh -huh. I mean, that's what's good is I got family in Michigan too, so it's like. But do you want to have the pressure where you got to get tickets every game for them? I mean, the tickets. I I don't. I can't imagine how many tickets I'm going to need. Yeah, because I got. Although it is the Lions, so. I know. Well, hopefully, if I go there, we start winning. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the plan. That's that's that'd be ideal, right there. Yeah. So Aiden Hutchinson said his pros and cons for each Florida and Michigan. And for him, preferably for me, if I want to go there, I wouldn't want to go to the poverty lines. I'd rather go live in Florida and play for Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's good for him if he goes and plays for the Lions. He's, you know, went to college in Ann Arbor. He's going to have a whole fan base supporting him. 
I, don't even get me started with more Michigan State fans in Michigan than the Wolverines. There's no shot. Hutchinson is going to have a whole fan base supporting them in Detroit. And Trayvon Walker is going to be a good prospect in five years. I just don't see why he's the number one pick right now. Really, I never heard about him throughout the season being a top even 15 pick in the draft. I don't know what bumped him up to number one. And, guys, this is the first draft that I've seen in a long time where I don't know 100% who's going to go number one. I know Walker is the heavy favorite at minus 450, but it's been fumbled around so much in this year's draft. At first, we were talking about Kayvon Thibodeau at the start of the year. Then, kind of towards the middle of the year, it shifted towards Evan Neal, offensive tackle at Alabama. And then it was at Hutchinson, and now it's at Trayvon Walker. And then it went back to Hutch. It's like, I just, I just don't know. You know what I mean? Last year, I think everybody that knew football knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be number one last year. It was basically just a waste of time to sit on the couch and watch that pick because we knew he was going to go number one. And by the way, if you bet last year on Trevor Lawrence not to go number one, just stupid, just stupid. Lawrence had been talked about going number one since the beginning of the college football season last year. Now, if we're talking about betting odds this year, stay away from it. I know we're in Vegas. I know y'all want to win some money. Stay away from it. I'm telling you. I don't know who's going to go number one. I seriously don't know who's going to go number one. Even the mock drafts have it all tangled up. Some mock drafts have Hutchinson going number one. Some have Walker going number one. The Jaguars GM said that he would prefer Aiden Hutchinson versus Trayvon Walker, and Shad Khan, the owner, said he would rather prefer Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. So does owner Trump, GM, in this case? Or does the GM just say, screw you, I'm doing what I want. This is my team. Don't forget, this team hasn't been poverty for so long like the Lions. I can rebuild a team. Regardless, I think Detroit gets whoever Jacksonville doesn't pick up. If Jacksonville goes with Walker, then Hutchinson is going to go to Detroit. If Jacksonville does end up going with Hutchinson, by the way, plus 500. I know I said stay away from it, but if you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to bet on the number one pick. It's a tradition. The number one pick betting every year. It's so exciting for me. I got to bet on the number one pick, man. Just absolutely have to. Hutchinson isn't a bad bet. I would probably throw a little bit more money on Walker because the odds are way higher for him to go number one. But if you throw something like 10 on Hutchinson, 10 to win 50, that's not a terrible bet. You could even throw a little more if you wanted to. But Walker is the heavy favorite, and Vegas always knows something that we don't, always. I mean, you look at games, and you're like, how in the world are they only favored by minus one and a half? You know, or how is this team not favored? Because Vegas always knows something we don't, indicating that they know that Walker is probably going to go number one. But if you were to bet on it, it's not a bad idea to throw money on Walker and Hutchinson. Throw a bit more money on Walker, though, because he's the heavy favorite. So you can kind of even it out, if you know what I'm saying. 
And if Hutch goes number one, then you win more than what you put down. So those two are the number one favorites. I think Walker's going to go five years from now. We're going to be talking about him probably tearing it up in the league. I know that he kind of – people are kind of resembling him, Davian Clowney a little bit. He had a solid career. He's gotten some injuries or whatever, but he had a pretty decent career, and now he's not great or anything. Walker has a lot of upside, and I think he'll be fine. But as of now, bet Hutchinson and bet Walker if you're absolutely going to bet it. But otherwise, I would stay away from it. Speaking of betting, we have another question down here, if you're watching on YouTube. Best corner in the draft. Derek Stingley, our sauce gardener. And whoo-hoo! What a question that this is. Man, I've been saying all along, Derek Stingley is going to be a player in this draft that teams are going to regret not picking. Now, you can give him the hate, say that he's been injured. You know, he's gotten worse his junior year and his sophomore year, because that's true. His best season statistic-wise was his freshman season in 2019. But have you seen the video of him locking up Jamar Chase? I mean, the dude was clapes on him. And Jamar Chase is one of the top receivers in football today. But then you're going to say, you've seen his clips against Devontae Smith. Cornerback is the second hardest position in football. How are you supposed to go out there and have an 100% success rate? Receiver is not catching the ball anytime on the field when you're a cornerback because you line up right in front of the receiver receiver knows the route they're doing in their head all you know is a db is the coverage right a lot of the times especially in cover two as a corner and you drop straight back and have deep uh you have the flats the safety to the deep half right you wait until the receiver comes to you, so you don't back up first. You hold your ground, then you jam them, and you know what they're going to do, or you don't know what they're going to do. The receiver knows what they're going to do, right? You don't know what they're going to do, and that's the hardest part about playing corner because when you are in coverage like that, main coverage, coverage two, you sometimes even do it in cover three where you, you wait for them to come to you and you jam them at the line. You don't backpedal right away. I mean, it is extremely hard. And as a DB, because I played when I did play football, I was a safety. Safety is a lot easier than corner because you're not directly up at the line. And you kind of have an idea watching the receiver's hips if they're going to break and, you know, have a comeback route or a slant or an in or out route. You know what I'm saying? A corner has no idea. They're just playing their coverage. So they're watching their receiver's hips, trying not to let them free. And that's difficult to do. I mean, that's seriously difficult to do. And then you got a guy like Jamar Chase and you're stuck like glue against them. It's wraps, dude. But then we got Sauce Gardner on the other hand. Bro has never let up a touchdown in his career. And I said that right. Dude hasn't let up a touchdown all throughout high school or college at Cincinnati. And Sauce Gardner ain't no scrub. 
He doesn't play for a scrub team. Oh, he played at Cincinnati. They're group of five. So, didn't they go to South Bend this year and beat the Irish in Notre Dame? Yep, they did, actually. He didn't allow a touchdown against Jamison Williams or John Mechie against that. Well, I guess he didn't line up against Mechie that much in that game. Um, he was hurt. Mechie was hurt, in fact. So, Mechie didn't even play that game. I Trying to recap who was playing that game. But his matchups against Jamison Williams, Jamison Williams didn't catch a touchdown against him. He's lined up against so many good receivers, and nobody's done crap against him. That's crazy. That's insane. Because if you play football, you know how hard it is when you're playing man coverage especially, right? Even if the receiver runs a straight fly route or a go route or shriek, whatever you call it, and your head is turned backwards towards the quarterback, right? If you guys are running straight towards the end zone, the receiver's head is towards the end zone, back your head towards the quarterback, same with the corner. You're supposed to stay hip for hip with them. And the only way you know that the ball is coming is when the receiver's head turns. And that's when you make a move. And then you have to get your, you know, your opposite hand to deflect that pass away. If the receiver's a half step quicker than you, it's a touchdown. And Sauce Gardner is not allowed one of those. So to answer the question, who's the better corner in the draft? In my opinion, I think it's Sauce Gardner right now. I think it will be Stingley in three or four years. It takes a little bit for corners to develop. Stingley's minus 105 betting odds. By the way, all odds are via FanDuel Sportsbook. They may be different in you know, Caesars or DraftKings or whatever you bet on. but Minus 105 to go number three overall to Houston. Sauce Gardner's plus 150 to go number four overall to New York. So I think that New York's going to get a better corner. There's an argument that Sauce Gardner is small, but Kenny Moore for the Colts is small, and he's a pro bowler. Great coverage guy, great tackler. You know what I'm saying? So both great corners. I think when we're looking at the draft in seven or eight years, even 10 years, in fact. We're going to look back at this draft and say, man, the corners in this draft were just immaculate, especially Stingley and Sauce Gardner. Man, they should have been top two. Because who knows what we're going to say about Hutch and Walker. With the quarterback week draft class, there could be a bust at number one. We could be wrong about Walker's upside. But I'm not an NFL expert, so I don't know. Fair enough. I'll be right back to discuss what quarterback do I think is going to go first off the board, what receiver I think is going to go first off the board, and last but not least, if I think there's going to be any trades in this draft. So excited for draft night. I'll see you guys in a few. I'll be right back. All right, so quarterback odds. Malik Willis is the highest odds to go first. 
is a quarterback to be selected off the board first at minus 200, followed by Kenny Pickett, which is plus 200, and Desmond Ritter at plus 1,000. I'll say it right now. I don't care what anybody has to say. I don't think any quarterback in this class will be good. Yep, I said it. I don't think any quarterback in this draft class will be good. Malik Willis is not a good prospect right now. I think that he'll be the best prospect in three or four years, but if you put him on a starting football team in pro football right now, he doesn't succeed. People say he play at Liberty, such as me. Who's a Liberty played? You know, you're, you're going to take that jump from playing from Liberty right? Not even in a conference in, in football. They're independent. They don't play anybody that good, at least consistently. And if you tear it up at Liberty, that's fine. You can tear it up at Liberty, but we're talking about jumping multiple levels from Liberty. You know, go play in the group of five first and tear it up. Then go play in the power five and tear it up. Okay, then go play in the SEC and tear it up. I mean, we're talking about a huge jump here. Kenny Pickett, when I watched him, I, I mean, I was impressed, but I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, he's a pro. That's a pro pass right there, man. Really what I know, Kiki, really what I know Kenny Pickett the most for is the fake slide. No offense. I mean, I'm just being honest. This dude was the reason why the fake slide got banned. And I could be totally wrong about this. Desmond Ritter, I got to watch him firsthand in Bloomington when he played my Hoosiers. And then I saw him in South Bend, not in person, but I saw Ritter in South Bend playing Notre Dame. He's mobile. I worry about his accuracy a little bit. You got to recognize the difference between pro DBs and college DBs. Pro DBs, half a second to a second quicker breaking on the ball. They're stronger. They're faster. They're more agile. So if you have passes that were caught, you know, but they were risky, throws that were 25-yard passes that were caught downfield that you kind of underthrew the receiver, overthrew the receiver a little bit. That's not going to fly in the NFL. It's picked off. It's deflected. It's incomplete. I think Ritter's biggest asset is his, is his mobility. He needs to use his feet in the NFL. He can't force anything. I think that he does try to force a lot of stuff, especially at Cincinnati. If I were to pick a quarterback, that would succeed in the NFL, I would probably say Kenny Pickett. But, again, I think it's a pretty weak quarterback class. Quarterbacks are supposed to go in the top 15, but when we have guys on the board like, oh, I don't know, Garrett Wilson, if he's still on the board, top 15. Drake London, if he's still on the board, top 15. If you have, you know, the 11th pick or 12th pick in the draft, I wouldn't pick – Kenny Pickett or Desmond Ritter or Malik Willis over one of those guys. Again, it's all about team needs. 
but I don't see why you would. You know what I'm saying? Pittsburgh probably needs one. I wouldn't be surprised if New York and eh, New York won't take one. The Giants won't. Both New York teams need a lot. But I don't think they'll take a quarterback. Pittsburgh, I feel like, is definitely going to take one in the first round. Seattle might take one whenever they pick. It really just depends. We'll have to see how it pans out. But next up, receiver. First receiver off the board. I think it's going to be Drake London. And the one reason I think it's going to be Drake London is because this one guy on TikTok, Book It With Trent, stated that he thinks that Garrett Wilson is going to be the first receiver taken off the board. And he's favored to be taken off the board. He's the fade god, man. He's a fade god. So Drake London is coming off the board first out of USC. This guy is very strong. He's a good route runner. Really, I think that Garrett Wilson's probably a better prospect than him, but I will take Drake London just because Trent said that London won't be the first off the board. Fade God. He's cold right now, man. You got you gotta pick Drake London. Or you could even pick Chris Olave. But all the receivers, I think this is a receiver-heavy clash, and that's fine with me. Receivers, a lot of teams need receivers, including the Colts. I'm going to talk on Saturday after the draft. Well, I guess Saturday will be rounds four through seven, but it's whatever. The Colts are already picked their second rounder. We need a receiver desperately, and I wouldn't mind another cornerback to develop. But to answer that question below, I think Drake London is going to be the first receiver off the board. And last but not least, what we're going to be talking about is if I think there's going to be any trades tonight in the first round. My answer to that is just yes. I think there's going to be one trade. Actually, I think there's going to be two trades. I think, first first of all, the less likely one to happen is Dallas trading into the first round or higher up in the first round, I should say. Um. Dallas, I know Jerry World and Jerry Jones and their executives were looking to trade up in the first round. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know who they would trade for. But one, if I were to guess, I would think that I honestly don't know who they would trade with. But I think they will find a way. I think Dallas moves up into the first round. And I think New York picks Sauce Gardner with the fourth pick. And then when they get to the 10th pick, they traded away for Debo Samuel. I know he doesn't want to go to the Jets, but really he wouldn't have a choice. So they trade that to Sam Fran for Debo Samuel. The Niners get to pick with the 10th pick. And I think those are going to be the two trades in the first round. On Saturday, I'm going to recap how I did. I could lose you guys your house. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say bet small increments if you're going to bet. We're talking about Vegas here. Vegas was never built on winners. So bet small amounts, man, unless you're super, super confident in something. But even if you're super confident in something in the sports world, mm -mm. Uh -uh. it doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen, I'm telling you. So that's kind of re that's going to recap this episode, really. There was not a lot to talk about because – I'm going to get to the heavy stuff on Saturday, really post-draft. And then was there a running back taken in the first round? I think 
was somebody asked me at school today. I don't think there's going to be a running back taken first round, but we'll see. Thank you guys, though, for listening to this episode. I appreciate it. I'm rocking the Indiana football shirt today. Hopefully my boy Ty Freifogel gets drafted. Obviously not tonight, but Saturday, I'm hoping, in the fourth to seventh rounds. But thank you guys for listening. Indy Colts, please draft good on Friday. I I really want us to draft good or else I'm going to be so mad. But take my advice. Watch the draft. Have a good time tonight, man. It's a gorgeous day. It's starting to get warmer. School is closer to getting out. You know, work season is, well, I guess adults don't get out in work season, do they? <laughs> Sucks for you guys, for all you adults listening. We get out in the summer, but you guys don't. You got to make the bet. You got to make the bread or the bread. I was mixing up bread and bag. You got to make the bread or the bag. You feel me? But thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode on Saturday. Peace out. Go Colts.